This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is March 25th. 2021, a day that will forever go down in Orlando Magic history. Luke, how are we doing? Uh, I was kind of telling you before we recorded, I just feel like my emotions are everywhere, man. You know, like you start the day so low with obviously I'm talking about Nikola Vucevic and uh, Amino being traded to Chicago for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, um, and then a first round, two first round draft picks. So, you know, you start the day there, right? I'm on my way to the chiropractor appointment and uh, pulling in, look at my phone, it dings. I see Twitter, it says Woj. Nikola Vucic is being dealt to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I call you, you didn't answer, rude. And then um, I called a buddy and just kind of vented it out. You know, he's not a a Magic fan, but we were, uh, he understood my pain, you know, dealing away a a superstar in our eyes, definitely an all-star and, um, yeah, so just really caught us all by surprise. I don't know what it would have been worse, by the way, if like he got dealt the beginning of the day or he got dealt the end of the day when we thought we were only like trying to dodge a Terrence Ross trade and then Vucevic gets traded like 3 p.m. Yeah, I don't even like I don't even know if we would have been trying to dodge the T Ross. Just I think it was once Vooch was dealt, it was like okay, this is real and nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Like we we knew that Ji. Markel, Cole, Chuma were probably safe, but like you just you weren't real sure. But yeah, man, I I went to bed last night. Um, you know, obviously there was a lot of emotion last night. The Magic beat the Suns. Yeah. Uh, you know, Evan with the basically the the go ahead with six seconds left, mm-hmm. and from then it's just like, man, it's an the end of an era. But like, at least we got a W. At least Evan got one more moment. Um. But as I as I got in bed last night, I lay down. I just I just felt this weight of sadness, and I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That when the time eventually came to move on from some of these vets, because essentially you're you're telling those guys you're not good enough, you're not getting us where we you, we need you to get us, yeah. and you're moving on. And it was just inevitable that today Evan was going to get dealt and Aaron was going to get dealt. And I had fully accepted that, you know, I mean, I was still sad about it, but I, we just knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw Evan after the game. If you guys haven't watched Evan's post game comments last night, like definitely go and watch that. Evan did not want to be traded. I don't care what anybody says. Evan you could tell Evan wanted to be here. His comments on Aaron Gordon's trade request. And then his comments after the game last night, you could just tell he didn't want to be moved. And then, I mean, what was it like 10 30, 11 o'clock? We're, we're gearing up for like the news to really start coming in. And the first thing that comes across is like Nikola Vucevic, Alfaro Camino traded to Chicago from Woj. He didn't even have the decency to put and at first. It was just like Nikola Vucevic, Alfaro Camino was one word. And yeah. I was like, I was like, there's no way it's Nikola Vucevic. There's like, that's gotta be a mistake. There's, right. there's just no way. And then, you know, Shams posted it and then all of a sudden it was real and obviously you're waiting for what the return is. But honestly, at first, I didn't even care what the return was. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what What are we doing? Like nine years with this guy. He's finally the player that we're like, okay, 
this is our guy. He's our best player by far. Trade the other guys, but you can still build around Vooch. And then all of a sudden he's gone. So, yeah. so far we've, we've gotten responses from Evan. You know, he posted a, a, a wonderful video to Twitter. Aaron had a really nice Instagram post, you know, thanking Orlando and thanking the city. We haven't heard a peep out of Vooch yet. And me personally, I, I feel like it's just because like, he's got to be crushed. This is for, for me, I feel like this has got to come out of nowhere. And I don't know, maybe even a little bit betrayed. Yeah, maybe. I, who knows? There's, there's already some theories out there. I love theories. I love magic Twitter because y'all are wild. But um, the theory that I heard was when Vucevic heard about AG's trade request and it was inevitable that he was going to get traded and then Evan's getting traded, which was his Euro bro that Vooch silently went to the front office and was like, Hey, if these guys are getting dealt, you can go ahead and just deal me too. Um, which maybe I, I have no idea. I don't know. If, I don't think that was the case. Um, we don't have anybody that's reported that that's just, Oh no, exactly. Like I said, it's theory. speculation. That's, that's all it is. It's but fan uh, fiction, right? Exactly. It's theories are fun. And honestly, wouldn't don't know if I would blame Vooch for wanting to go to a team that, that he, you know, he's going to be paired with another all-star. Um, for what the first time in his career um, so I mean good for good for him I'm, I I know that he'll succeed I know he'll be loved it's a big market there in Chicago they're gonna love him immediately they already do um, you've seen it everybody is just incredibly happy about it Kenny Beecham is a YouTuber with you know a pretty big following on uh, on YouTube and he's you know tweeted out a video pretty immediately and was just like celebrating and that that kind of hurt <laughs> That hurt, right? Because oh, yeah. it's like, no, no, he's that's our guy. He's he's mine. You're he's not. You mine. can't have him. He's mine. But you but know? you know, I was talking to Oscar uh, from the Magic Report um, earlier today, and he was just saying, "Man, I'm just happy that we got Booch in a Magic jersey and as an All Star one more time." And it was like, "Man, that's fitting, right? Like his, his final season in a in a trade that nobody suspects, we get to see him in a Magic jersey representing Orlando in the All Star game." So really fitting, uh, really sad actually, <laughs> and uh, and and really is pretty crushing that 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 it happened today. Um, you know, Magic Twitter was up in flames after that, and then uh, the rest of the day was just a lot of processing, a lot of dissecting the other trades that happened because we knew they were coming. You knew once Vooch left, like you said, everybody's gonna follow. Nobody was safe. Terrence Ross, we thought he might be gone. T. Ross had no idea. He didn't know. I mean, he's over there you know, tweeting memes and stuff, but I know deep down he was thinking like, am I next? Oh, he, yeah, absolutely. I had to feel like that. So, so if you guys yeah. are, are just joining us um, again, we're on Twitch, Twitter, uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we'll be going through the the chat here periodically in a little bit. We're going to have some special guests. Uh, Philip Rossman Reich of Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com uh, is set to join us. Um, he's kind of held up right now waiting for Weltman's uh, press conference so we're hoping to get him but we might not and then uh, adam papa giorgio is, is going to be joining us as well and, and if we're able to we might have a, another guest or so on but so i just like so let's break down let's start with the vooch trade we'll go through that then we can talk about evan we can talk about taren uh we can talk about aaron excuse me so again it's nikola vucevic can't believe i'm saying that alfredo caminu for wendell carter jr otto porter jr and then a 2021 first round pick which is top four protected and then a 2023 
first round pick. I'm looking at spot track right now. I don't have any type of uh, information in front of us as far as like, it's almost impossible that the bulls are going to end up with the top four pick. But if that pick doesn't convey this year, I don't really know what happens to it. Um, But a lot of people are upset that the, the pick is protected because my opinion, you have so much leverage trading the all-star that you let the other team's front office bully you into making that pick protected. And it's really inconsequential. Like there's no way the Bulls are going to end up with a top four pick, but it's just the principle. You know what I mean? So I think that's what a lot of people were, were really upset for. Um, You know, Keith Smith tweeted out that he, he had texted a magic player. A lot of people believe it to be Terrence Ross Mm -hmm. there. That's not confirmed, but basically a magic player texted Keith Smith and said, if you don't win enough, this is what happens. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. Now, it's just, honestly, it's a kick in the balls, Luke, because this whole season went to crap when Markel Fultz tore his ACL. Yeah. Evan dealing with back spasms, Aaron Gordon dealing with a rolled ankle, Cole Anthony dealing with a, a rib issue. Now, Terrence has been dealing with a knee issue. Like, if this team is healthy, I still think Aaron and Evan are dealt. Maybe not Aaron. Definitely Evan. Um, but Vooch doesn't get traded this year. If, if this season doesn't go this way, um, it's it, just speaking purely to my emotions, which is really why I wanted to, to come on here. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just sad, man. Like I, I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I'm confused. I'm frustrated because this happens every time. And if you look at magic history, this is not hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. If you look at Orlando magic history, every time we get a good guy, they either get hurt. Or they get traded. You look at Vooch. Um, well, yeah, you look at Vooch, but you look at Shaq. You look at Penny. You look at Grant. You look at Tracy McGrady. You look at Victor Oladipo. You look at guys like Tobias Harris. Like, this is just the theme in this organization over and over again. Guys get good. They get hurt. Or they get traded. And this was just so out of nowhere for me. Adam Papa Giorgio, who, again, we'll have on in a little bit, he, he put out a tweet that really – just like encapsulated the feeling like he gave everything to this city for nine years was one of the only guys that really wanted to be here long-term through the losing through everything two-time all-star was a guy that a lot of us agreed could really help these young guys develop, you know, having that offensive pillar to kind of take some of the pressure off of them. And then after everything you turn around and you trade him out of absolutely nowhere, yeah. Right. My thing is Otto Porter Jr. getting paid a lot of money. I mean, he expires after this year. It's not a big deal. Not very good. Wendell Carter Jr., not very good. Are you sure that you're getting an all-star eventually out of one of those two picks? Because that's what you just gave up. You better be damn sure that you're going to turn one of these guys into an all-star because you just gave this guy up. Not to mention, like, there's such a everything in me wanted Nikola Vucevic to be an all-time lifelong magic player. Mm-hmm. And that was just like that hope, just the, the expectation that I had that it, it probably wasn't going to happen, but we were going to get like 11, 12 years out of him before he moved on. And then it was just like rip your heart out, out of nowhere. And I think that's where a, a lot of fans feel today is that this is just out of nowhere and, and people just feel gutted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's been crazy, but you know, at the end of the day, man, at least now that, you know, before you and I have speculated so many times, like, 
what is this front office like what's their vision we're trying to get into their head and they won't let us in and we don't know what they want to do now we know we know that it, they're going young they trust their extensions for contracts like J.I. and Markel. And and don't get me wrong, I I I trust that too. Um the 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 Vucevic trade was crazy. There there's just nothing in me that really can probably get around to saying it was worth it. Um uh, but then, you know, you get into the the next couple trades and and we can get into that and break that down, but um it stinks to to lose a, a two-time all-star, you know, something that like, you know, the, the magic haven't had anything nice in a long time. <laughs> and uh, we didn't even know who Vucevic was when he came over in that Dwight Howard trade. And then he became one of our favorite players of all time. Um, and you and I have proclaimed him all as time. You, you and I have proclaimed him to be in our opinion, a, a top five to ever wear the pinstripes. Um, and, and I'm comfortable saying that. And I'm still comfortable saying that, you know, and so, so it, it does suck. But at the end of the day, man, you, you, you get rid of Otto Porter. Wendell Carter Jr. comes in who, uh, to give you guys numbers in case you guys haven't looked it up, almost 11 points a game, uh, almost eight rebounds, um, 24 minutes, almost 25 a game, shoots 51% from the field, 36 percent point five percent from three on point eight attempts so he doesn't really shoot very much guessing he's just wide open when he when he does shoot um so just yeah, a 14 then, point drop off from our previous starting center right so God. but 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 also and and to reflect on that now you you know a lot of people including us we're like hey mo bamba let's develop him well Mo Bamba has a much better shot of getting a starting role now that he can compete for it with guys like Wendell Carter and Ken Birch. Um, very surprised Ken Birch didn't get dealt today. I'm guessing they're holding on to him just in case Wendell Carter doesn't show anything this year and they want to bring him back next year. I don't know. But um, I mean, because because at the end of the day, Ken Birch is not a hard contract to trade, right? No. So if you wanted to get rid of him, you could have just thrown him in there. And and nobody would have really batted an eye at all, so it tells me that he's kind of an insurance thing. Um, if Mo doesn't work out and if Wendell doesn't work out, so um, you know, young guy, and who knows? I mean, a situation can change everything about a player's career and about what they do and their output and stuff. And you know, that'll kind of come down the line when we later talk about Gary. Um, Gary, jeez. I'm getting the the two Garys mixed up right now, not Gary Clark, but uh, the one from Denver. Um, but but you know we'll get to that later. Gary Harris, sorry. So um, I can't hear you right now. No, looks like my mic's moving. I don't know. Looks like we might have just lost Jonathan there for a second while he tries to figure that out. Uh, what I was saying was with, uh, with Gary Harris, man, you know, we'll get to him later, but he's another guy that changed the scenery might help him out a few years ago. He was averaging what 16, 17 a game. So um, who knows I'm back? Yep. You're back. You're a little hot though. You want to turn yourself down a little bit if you can. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Something's going on with my mic here. Um, yeah. So, um, 
just to kind of jump back in here. So I want to talk about the Evan deal because what happened with Evan was as soon as teams knew that we were moving on, let me, can, can they still hear me? No, they can't hear me at all. I can't hear you now. You just dropped out when you said they nope. can't hear you. Hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yep. My mic is all over the place. That's awesome. Glad this is happening right now. <laughs> all right. You guys should be able to hear me again now. So, um, but what happened with, you know, Evan is once, uh, once Vooch was moved and, and teams kind of knew that it was going to be a fire sale, um, we lost all leverage with Evan. So if you were trying to get a good deal for him and, and trying to, people still can't hear me. They're saying, uh, no, they, they, they're saying they can, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Just keep going. You're good. Um, yeah. People on, uh, on Twitter are saying, okay, I'm back now. Okay. But yeah. Um, so once they knew that we were moving on from Vooch and it was going to be a fire sale, you lose all leverage with Evan because if you don't move him, you're going to get nothing for him. So you get the two first, the two second round picks from the Celtics. Uh, but really the big thing from that, Luke, is that we absorbed some of that trade exception from them. Uh, you got Jeff Teague. You end up waving Jeff Teague. They're just trying to open a roster spot uh, for Evan. But the, the thing that a lot of people are saying now, because you have, you know, um, Otto Porter Jr. who's going to be coming off of the books, you're going to have this trade exception. If you look at what like a team like Oklahoma City did and Atlanta did a few years ago was you have all this cap space and you start calling teams and say, hey, we're going to take on those bad contracts. You guys are going to send us draft picks. So opens up a ton of cap space to be able to do that um, if that's what you're looking to do. But again, once Vooch was was gone, you have no leverage with Evan. So you basically just trade him for anything that you could get. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, if you kind of talking about that, man, like we talked about it before in the past weeks, but now it's actually coming to fruition. And now people are freaking out about, oh, oh we only got, you know, second round picks and, and Jeff T came in late and we're going to wave him anyway. But the whole thing with Evan is he's getting, he, he's done anyway. We don't know what the conversations were like uh, behind the scenes. Magic front office, what it probably came down to in this pure speculation is magic front office probably sat down, looked at the numbers and said, Fournier's going to want more than what he's making right now. And we're not going to want to bring him back on paying that much. So we're not going to just let him walk without getting anything for him. And in a year where, by the way, keeping Evan this year does win you a few more games than not keeping him. They're just saying they're, we're embracing the tank. And, you know, I'm sure the tanking crowd is ecstatic, but I hope that it hurt them a lot when Vucevic got traded this morning, regardless, um, be, because I, I'm sure it did just like everybody else. Um, so, so yeah, when it comes to the Evan deal, man, stinks that you only get two seconds for him and a guy you're going to wave. But at the end of the day, that's, that's what you're, that's the hand you're dealt. That's what the front office thought was best. Um, and the front office is there because they're smarter than us and they've got a vision and hopefully it pans out for them. Um, and then the Aaron Gordon deal, man, was pretty exciting when you, when you look at it. Um, at first I thought it was, you know, not going to include RJ Hampton. And then it came through and said, RJ Hampton is included. Uh, that's a young guy that could be something. Um, I also think Gary Harris could still be a, a good veteran on the team. Um, I, I, I really, I really did. did. The Denver trade was my favorite trade of the day. Well, yeah. So it's uh, Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark was moved as well for Gary Harris, 
RJ Hampton and then a 2025 first round pick. So you're not going to see that for four years. Um, so that is top five protected, which uh, conveys to 2026 and then 2027, but with the same protections. So um, 2025 Denver probably have a pretty good chance that they're still going to be good with Jamal Murray with uh, Nikola Jokic. As long as they keep those guys, we should be doing okay. But they would have to end up in the top five, three straight years for the Magic not to get that pick. But so you're looking at potentially not getting that pick for, you know, four to six years from now, um, depending on how it all plays out with the Nuggets. So, I mean, yeah, you got a first round pick. You're not going to see it for a long time. But at the same time, you're not going to want 57 rookies, you know, on the team at the same time where you look at Oklahoma City and like over the next seven years, they have something like 34 picks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at some point, um, it, it, you know, it's going to be a little bit of an issue, um, you know, to, to use all of that draft capital. So Terrence, you know, if you guys were watching Terrence's live a little bit earlier, um, he mentioned he's the last player standing from the Hennigan era. Mm-hmm. So forever, you know, when we started to talk about these guys being moved today, like that's the that's the Hennigan core three right there. Vucevic, Fournier, and Aaron Gordon. Um, this day literally is going to live on in Orlando Magic history forever because it's just so many people have been begging for the tank, right, for years now. Like, move on from these guys. We're not going to win with these guys, blah, blah, blah. A lot of them feel very vindicated today. They're really excited about the future, which you do have reasons to be excited about the future. Don't get me wrong. It's not all doom and gloom, but it just hurts like hell the way that it happened when none of us were really expecting it. But um, people, <laughs> they asked them to blow it up and, and they, they were, they're like, Oh, you want us to blow it up? Well, here you go. It's a wrap, right? This is, this is all over. And we've been saying for weeks now, we just, we have no idea what this front office really wants to do. We are so terrified that they were just going to buy into mediocrity and, and try to sell out and, and make the team better and try to make the playoffs, even though we're missing all these guys and so many guys were out and they were like, Oh no, no, you don't understand. We're, we're really about to do this. So other people have been saying that, you know, we're kind of waiting for this front office to, to make their move and, and to really put their, you know, uh, fingerprint on this team. And now they're going to have every opportunity to do that moving forward. So, I mean, Terrence made a good point today. He doesn't know who's going to be playing tomorrow. He doesn't sound like he's going to be ready to play. He said, I'm still questionable. I'm not going to be ready to go for tomorrow. And then uh, I think Otto Porter Jr. isn't going to be available. RJ Hampton, I'm not real sure. Um, Cole's not ready to be back yet. You've got Chase and Randall. You've got James Ennis, Chuma Okiki, Mo Bamba. Like, That's a lot of else. Friday's game is going to be bad. And I, everybody needs to understand this. This is going to be this stretch we're about to see is going to be the worst, possibly the worst magic team we have ever put on a basketball court. Yeah. And that's going back to, you know, 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. or winning, you know, 20 ish games a year. This is going to be really terrible. Michael Carter Williams is going to be in there as well. I mean, good. Well, Reach. so it's to- going to be really bad. To transition, hopefully, to what you would think is the silver lining in the situation. Um, One more thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
before when we were like, oh, you know, we're hoping for Jalen Green or whatever. Jalen Green is going to be a really good player. I was hoping to pair him with everything else that we had going on. You better get Cade Cunningham now. Right. Like, you you did this. You better make damn sure we are getting Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Or if it's not Cade, you better be making sure the guy that you end up with is the best guy in this draft. This pick needs to be a home run. Yeah, yeah. I there's agree. no excuses. No, I mean, there's none. And, and, and you know, you, you get guys like Gary Harris and, you know, the other injuries that the Magic have got already. Um, like we said, this product is going to suck. This product is not going to be fun to watch. Um, and, and it is full tank mode. And, and guess what? The front office just revealed their cards. They are also pro tankers um, for this rent remainder of this season. I did want to read. Uh, so at the Hoop Central on Twitter, tweeted out kind of uh, this thing about the magic today. And it did get me a little excited. It just says Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter Jr., Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Mo Bamba, Chumo Kiki, multiple first round and second round picks, youth movement in Orlando, eyes emoji and fire emoji. Um, I, I liked that. I like, I liked seeing that. I liked seeing it all just kind of out there in terms of what the magic are dealing with. Terrence Ross is now the oldest guy on this team who is going to have to have no choice, but to be, um, you know, the, the veteran presence in this room, uh, in the locker room and, and, you know, behind him is going the second longest tenured player in the league is Otto Porter, I believe, um, who will be gone probably in this off season, unless he just goes berserk and the front office falls in love with them. They do have some more money to play around with who knows how that works out. Right. Um, I, I did see that the magic will have roughly 17 million to, to play around with um, in the off season. So we'll see what they do with that. The second longest tenured magic player is Jonathan Isaac. Bless his soul. Jonathan Isaac, everybody out there. I don't care if you don't believe in God, <laughs> Luke and I do. You better start praying for some ACLs around here. Mm-hmm. We need straight them. up. We need them. We need them to. We need them to stay healthy uh, on those extensions. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just this is what we. You know, I tweeted out something yesterday, Jonathan. I said you guys need to not. You know, especially the tankers. Don't worry about this win. It, it is a. It is going to be. A, you know, a win that means something to the organization or to the fan base that Evan had the go ahead bucket the with six seconds to go. And, you know, that was his last game in a magic uniform. Um, so what I said was like control, what you can control. And by the way, here's a hint. You can't control any of this. So just ride it out. That's all we're doing. That's, that's the part of being fans. That's the great part. And the frustrating part. Great part is you don't have to make any of those decisions. The front office does bad part is, you don't have any of those decisions to make. It's not in your control. So this is just part of being a fan, man. And, you know, the, those guys, those three guys, that, that the main guys that got dealt today, we're thankful for those guys that they kind of provided some silver lining throughout, you know, the last decade of Magic Basketball. But uh, it's time for the time to look towards the, the youth, man. Jonathan Isaac, Mark Fultz, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton can get there. Wendell Carter, we don't know he could get there. Um so yeah, I'm. It's it's all up in the air, and it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out for the rest of this year, guys. Though, guys, we're going to suck. It's going to be really, really bad. And the thing is, like, I mean, you you won't find anybody that be- believes in Jonathan Isaac more than I do. But just in an instant, 
the weight of this franchise is fully on the shoulders of Markel and Jonathan Isaac. Those are the two guys right now that we know have the best chance to be, you know, all-star caliber players. Um, those are our two best players right now. And, um, you know, they're both recovering from ACLs. So this, this franchise is putting a lot of faith in those guys. And I definitely think both of those guys are up to the, the challenge, but, if we didn't need those guys to work out before we need that more than anything now, like if both of those guys do not work out, we are looking at, you know, seven, eight years probably of being really bad rather than maybe a year or two. And then kind of, you know, by that time we hopefully should be getting somewhere. But another thing for me, and I don't know if if a lot of you guys um, out there feel this way, but like, we have at your mic just cut out. Yeah. So Jonathan's mic just cut out. We we have Adam Papa Giorgio coming in um right now actually. So we'll see. We'll get Adam here going in a second. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, we gotcha. Uh Jonathan's mic's having some problems, man. So we're trying now, to I was watching I was watching you guys from the live stream. It's all right. <laughs> um not actually, a lot's been going right today right so might as well have the mic yeah issue. so actually right now evan fournier is in our broadcast um, on twitter um so evan so jonathan i just was was told that fournier is in our twitter broadcast evan bro the jersey's right there thank you for everything man it sucks that this is how it went down but um forever grateful for you you represented the franchise as good as anybody could possibly ask and you Aaron Vooch will be greatly, greatly missed, man. Go win a ring in Boston. Do whatever you got to do. Forever a legend in Orlando. Yeah, man. And I I loved the uh, – <laughs> he just gave us a heart. So, um, But, yeah, man. So, Evan, thank you. Um, I, I laughed. That better at, be Evan. I hope nobody's no, telling us. No, it is. I looked. I went and looked. I double-checked. But uh, thanks, guys, for pointing that out as well. But – um, Evan's tweet made me laugh today when he was uh, telling Boston fans to go Google search his uh, last name, just setting them up for very much failure. All the Magic fans laugh knowing what he meant by that. So we appreciate that and the inside jokes that you know Evan was able to create with this with this organization and fan base. But man, Adam, thank you for uh, joining us. Sorry that kind of all happened at one time. You coming in here, his mic going out, Evan being in here, so. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah uh, life lesson and what professional lesson always pick the NBA player over a guest. Let's <laughs> yeah. just do that. But no, no I, and yeah. it's kind of funny because, and you, you, you'll know who know you with Evan. It's it's not don't Google. It's never Google. Real never ones Google. know. It's always been never, never Google. Google. Right. I think Richard Jefferson on the jump actually was was looking on his phone and actually Googled That's it terrible. during the broadcast, which he <laughs> he quickly regretted. So. I made the mistake one time. One time, who would have thought trading Aaron Aflalo? We get this French kid. We're like, man, who the heck is this kid? Mm. And you just run down the list of top ten accomplishments. You know the the stats in Magic history, and it's just it's crazy that after everything. And this is what I was trying to say. I'm sorry to to cut everybody off here, but it, it was it was nine years. You know, seven of them really of just being so terrible, and then. A lot of people didn't like the mediocrity, but like we got a, a taste of the playoffs of having a su- successful team. And it was like, 
next year everybody gets back we should be right there again and now it's just gone mm. just uh in one day it just really really sucks but yeah as a person who was lucky to you know those few years where i was doing my blogging and able to you know, be uh, credentialed in the locker room. Uh, I always appreciated Evan's uh, honesty, even if it was very blunt at times. That's that's the Euro, that's the Europeanness of it, where there's there's not much fake uh, fake stuff that comes out of Evan's mouth. So I always appreciate that. But no, I wish him luck in Boston. I really do. He's um he's going there for basically pennies on the dollar. Basically, I mean the Magic aren't getting much for him back. But um, I'm always curious now from a NBA and kind of family perspective how that move is going to go for, you know, specifically him and Vooch, because you got about what, two months of the regular season left, then the playoffs potentially assuming stuff goes well, like, are they just going up by themselves to their, you know, to Boston and Chicago for a couple months? Are they bringing families? Like, how's that going to work? Cause I mean, you know, your average fan doesn't really think of that. It's like, Hey, you know, we're losing this player, that player, we're getting this player back and whatnot. But I mean, look, just because these guys are millionaires doesn't mean that it's it's not a you know an abrupt move for him. And you know, in Evans' case, he was here for seven years. I mean, the, the man was twenty one years old when he was here, basically. When the first yeah, time. he he yeah he it, it definitely felt like, and I think he alluded to this last night, but saying like, I I I became a man basically. Like I grew up here. Um, in terms of he got married there, um, his dog he got here as well in Orlando. So um, just crazy stuff that that it's kind of you know it's all coming to an end but um you know adam you kind of touched on the fact that you know these are real people at the end of the day right these are real people who aren't just a a piece in the game and you know you get told it's a business but you've seen players react today you saw magic players reacting to all this saying they're going to miss these guys um terrence ross was freaking out live on youtube you know it's (laughs) right exactly so and and you had you know guys from denver talking about you know gary harris and and rj hampton and those guys um you know tweeting you know crying emojis or whatever it was today uh jamal murray tweeted something about it it always makes me think about uh jj reddick actually you know he he tweeted or he uh, he tells the story of when he got traded from orlando how how he didn't know his he thought he was safe and then his agent calls him I believe um and and communicates to him that he's been traded while he's on the bus about to get on the plane right yeah he got pulled off at the last second I mean it's it's quick it happens like that you think you're safe and then boom and and, I mean and then this is probably how it's going to go for magic players that got traded today but JJ said like for the first few years after he got traded, he always like would, would go by his apartment where he lived in Orlando and just kind of reminisce a little bit. So pretty, pretty crazy, uh, you know, to the extent of when you really sat back and you're like, wow, these guys actually are moving on a moment's notice. Um, they, they don't really have time to pack. They just have to probably hire movers and get going and just get an apartment for temporarily and then decide if they want to stay there and if they want to get a home. And there's a lot involved in this stuff. But but Adam, uh, uh, kind of enough of the, I guess, the, the sentimental and, and bringing people back down to earth. But yeah, I just wanted there. to add uh, the, the my favorite part of that story, because I think JJ told that story might have been on the vertical a few it, years ago on yeah. that podcast. But he said they he 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 wanted to get on the plane to say goodbye to everybody and they told him he wasn't allowed on the plane and he's like no i've spent seven years of my life with these people i'm getting on that plane (laughs) and saying goodbye right so that just tells you like when you're in a city this long just like we feel terrible think how they feel Mm. yeah 
that yeah. kind of exposed a, a Hennigan era flaw too with that story. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, I, I digress. Uh, you know, one, had one Hennigan many, done his job right, many. we might not be here today. All right. <laughs> but Adam, just walk us through like your your emotions finding out. You know the Vooch. You've I think I I said before you came on the show. You know you kind of articulated it as good as anybody could. Um, you know your post about Vooch was awesome. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, it just probably goes to show why we haven't heard from Vooch yet. Cause he's probably still processing this. And I mean, he's probably quickly packing and trying to get on a, on a plane to, to his new team. But I mean, look, I, I'm not going to hide it. Vooch is my favorite magic player of the past decade. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not going to hide it even while I was covering the team. You know, I, you know, I, I didn't make it for, for the Dwight mayor, you know, I showed up literally months after Dwight Howard left and here's this guy, Nikola Vucevic. Nobody really knows who he is. You know, Vuce would, would, you know, played a few games in Philly and it's his second season, but nobody knew then that he would be the sole reason why the magic won the Dwight trade at the end of the day. uh, When you look back on it, but I mean, Vuce is my guy and uh, you know, he was, he's super professional, both, in the locker room, out the locker room, on the court, out in the community. I mean, he's, he's just a good guy in general. And I mean, when the mat when when the Magic sign it brought in Bismack Biombo and Serge Ibaka, we all thought the writing was on the wall that Vooch was either going to get moved out or he'd get played out. And you know, he's he's persevered through stuff like that for almost a decade now. So, and we've all we all celebrated him being picked a a two-time all-star you know and because we've seen guys like you know jamal mcglore kind of fluke their way into being a one-time all-star but if you're a two-time all-star you're you're a legitimate guy you're a legitimate star and i I was shocked i I did not expect him to get traded today i i did not adam i i don't want to cut you off um 50 seconds ago vooch just posted to twitter i want to read this i'm going to try to do this without crying everybody um this was very hard for me to write I'm not sure where to begin, but to the city that has taken me as a boy and turned me into a man, I want to say thank you, all caps. Orlando has a very special place in my heart and always will. I have met many great people here and have built very special relationships, and that's what I will miss the most. To all my teammates and coaches that I have had during my time with the Magic, thank you for helping me become the player that I am today. To the DeVos family and the entire Magic organization, thank you for taking care of me and my family and helping me achieve my dreams. To the Orlando Magic fans, thank you for always supporting me. You have shown me nothing but love, and I will always love you for that. The time has now come for a new chapter in my life. I'm looking forward to joining the Chicago Bulls and being a part of this great and special organization. Go Bulls, Nikola Vucevic, I want to vomit. He didn't say (laughs) that. I said that. (laughs) Oh, man. Class act to the end. Unreal. I mean, he, you know, it's in, it's in white font on a black background. So it's basically almost like a funeral post, but um, <laughs> that's what this feels like. This is yeah, what this feels is. like. It's the end of an era. It's a, it's a start of a new one. And look, I, you know, maybe one day in the future, we'll maybe see him again in, in a magic Jersey uh, for how long, I don't know, but I mean, he's, he's a lock for magic for the magic hall of fame. I agree with what you guys said earlier. I mean, he's, He's top five magic player all time. He's fifth. He's firmly fifth in my book. You know, I still got my Mount Rushmore where there's some variation of, you know, Shaq, Dwight, Penny, and and T-Mac. But, I mean, basketball reference, you go on, they they rank franchises' best players. I think Booch is ranked third just based off of 
you know, 10 year statistics and all that. And I mean, Vooch still has quite a, is leaving with quite a few magic records all time. You know, he's not going to get, you know, most uh, ga- games played and most points scored all time, but he's, he's still got his fingerprints on some records. And look, I mean, the magic are clearly not going to be in the playoff hunt. So, you know, you might as well kind of keep an eye on these guys. And look, I'm personally going to be you know, rooting for Vooch because he deserves to be on a title winning team. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen here. Uh, I'm going to be fascinated when these to see when these trades are finalized and when, you know, uh, Weltman and I mean, maybe Hammond will speak, but I mean, it's, it's Jeff Weltman who's, who's at the, at the front of all this, you know, what, what the explanation is and, and what they see with some of these moves that they made, because I disagree with at least two of the, at least, yeah, at least two of the three moves made today. We've got, uh, we've got Philip Rossman Reich joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing the whole squad in tonight. Oh man. One One last time. (laughs) Relax. Have a drink with me. That's where we're at tonight, Phil. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? That's, That's a good, that's a good place to be. I mean, that's, that's such a good song. And, and, uh, it's it's sad. It's all sad. And and Vooch just posted his goodbye, and now I've got all the feels again. And hmm. it is what it is, man. Did Phil? Did you did you think that when you were uh, singing that lovely rendition last night on Twitter that that was also revolving around Nikola Vucevic, who was going to get traded? Was that on your I, radar at all? I mean, it was always a possibility, but I I, I didn't think the Magic were going to make the deal. Um, just because. Like this front office has been all about trying to compete and trying to just be in the conversation for the playoffs. Uh, they've 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 re- they resisted the calls from you know that were legitimate calls because we all I think we all sensed that this team had a little bit of a ceiling um, to to hit the reset button and, and really blow it up and and trading a player of Nikola Vucevic's caliber is starting over and so it, it, for me to move Nikola Vucevic with you know where the team was at next where the team's going to be at next year with Isaac coming back from the ACL injury and Fultz eventually coming back from the ACL injury and, the, and a rookie, you don't want to be relying too much on that kind of uncertainty unless you're trying to be bad again, um, to be frank. Um, and so I felt like keeping Vucevic around was the right call unless you're getting someone that just clearly sets you up better for the future, uh, whether it's a star or someone on track to become a star that isn't quite there yet or, or may or is on track, but may not actually get there. Just, you know, someone that you take a little bit of a chance on. Um, Wendell Carter's not that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I was I was shocked, A, that it was the first thing that came across today. Like it was early, like 10, 30, 11 a.m. But that, that came out. Um, so it just took took us all, I think it took us all by surprise. Yeah, that, uh, that to say the least, it took us by surprise. Again, I, I share with these guys, went to bed last night, really expecting Evan and Aaron to be moved today. And then for Vooch to be the first move was just like just a stab right in the gut. And uh, as my cat is climbing into the frame here, but, uh, but yeah, so I think we can all agree the, the next few months and, and potentially, you know, the next, I don't know, one to two years are probably going to be pretty rough. Unless Kate Cunningham is the truth. I mean, if Kate, if Kate Cunningham is that dude and the Magic win the lottery or, you know, any of those guys at the top of the draft are that dude. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be rough here for a while. I mean, I, I, the, way, the way I thought of things was, you know, I, I had a better sense of what the Magic were trying to do and what the Magic were, were building um, yesterday than I do today. Um, today just feels very uncertain what this team is trying to be. And, and 
the draft pick obviously is going to be the first big piece of that puzzle. Um, you know, I, I think, I think the way I would describe it is right now we're, we're trying to put a puzzle together and we don't have the box, you know, we don't have the box with the picture on it. We don't know what this looks like. And, and frankly, I, I mean, I'm sure the front office kind of feels that way too, um, to some extent, because there's a big piece missing right now to, to really start this thing and really give it direction. And that's, that's this draft pick coming up now. And, you know, y'all know I am not for tanking. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in counting on the lottery. Um, but that's that's where we're at right now is this draft pick is the game. Yeah, and and that's what you said. Like yesterday, you thought you had a good grasp on it, and now it just feels like, you know, because you thought Vooch was going to stay in the picture, and essentially it was going to be Vooch as the veteran presence and the young guys as the core moving forward. And then when it's time for Vooch to, to retire or whatever it may have been or he was the end of his run and the Magic didn't want to resign, then these young guys would be prepared to take over. There was one thing, Phil, that you said, and Adam, I do want to get your thoughts on um, kind of the, the trades and the details as a whole, too, um, here in a second. But, yeah, it, it's hard in the moment because you see Vucevic get traded, A.G. Fournier. You move on essentially from the Hennigan era minus T. Ross. It's really hard to to think about this and think, yes, they made all those trades. But, yes, and, and, and without all those trades, though, the Magic aren't weren't going to be as bad as they are going to be the rest of the year, thus putting them in a better position to get a guy like Cade Cunningham. Could he be the truth? Yes. Could he not be? Absolutely. But at the end, but but today, like it, it's so hard to look at at the draft and think that far ahead as a Magic fan, just because of you know the cornerstones of our franchise that were let you know traded today. It's hard to think that far. But it is easy to get excited about the future, too, when you do think about the guys like J.I., Markel, a potential Cade Cunningham, who knows, you know, Jonathan Kuminga. I'm expecting they take whoever is best available, as they should. Um, and, and then, you know, guys like you don't know what they're going to turn into, like R.J. Hampton. He's a rookie. You have no idea what he's going to become. Wendell Carter. This could be a change of scene for him. Uh, Gary, uh, Gary Harris could get a boost from a change of scenery. You have no idea what these trades are going to bring and what the future could look like for this franchise. This could be, we could look back on this day and say, yeah, in the moment that sucked, but look where we are now. And that's, you know, the magic two, three years down the road, me saying that from that perspective. So um, that that's just kind of the gist of it. Like I said, Adam, I wanted to kind of get your, your take on just a synopsis of, of, of what you think, of these trades that happened today. And you can go through them pretty quickly because we've already talked in depth about who's coming back. So everybody's familiar um, and what the magic are getting back and what they gave to get them. So Adam, if you would just kind of take us through that. And and if you think the magic quote unquote won the trade. Well, I, and I've had a lot of people go against me on Twitter today, but I, I stick to my guns. I haven't think we the, all Adam, the best haven't we all? And that's, that's you're, okay. not doing tw- can... you're not doing Twitter, right. If people aren't going after you. Yes. Phil knows that all too well. <laughs> well, I, and I feel bad for Phil and the rest of the media folks and magic ticket staffers and all that. Now they got to deal with rebuilding. Cause I mean, Phil, you, you've, you've been through it a lot more than me now, obviously. And I mean, you've, you've been through the good times and you've been through a lot of bad times. So I'm just going to tell you, hang in there, buddy. That's, that's all I'm going to tell you. But um, yeah, look, I think of the three trades, the best one, I personally think was the Aaron Gordon trade, even though if you look at national media, they all think that Aaron Gordon was the worst magic trade that was done today, which is interesting in my mind. But I mean, I had a variation where, you know, you could do like Fournier and Ennis for that exact Gary Harris, RJ Hampton return. 
Uh, but I mean, like Aaron Gordon, he fits perfectly in about seven or eight teams, honestly. I mean, you could, he could have been perfect in Boston, in Dallas, in Portland, Golden State, uh, either of the LA teams, you know, uh, and he ends up in Denver, which is going to be a really good spot, I think, for him. But, you know, Aaron's only got an, a little more than another year left on his contract, right? So you kind of got to factor that in. And Denver's going to have to make a decision in the offseason, you know, depending on how AG plays, you know, these last few months of the regular season and the postseason. But, um, you know, I think I, I value RJ Hampton highly. Some people don't, but I value RJ Hampton very highly. I would have actually liked the Magic to have drafted him. So now that you have seen what Cole Anthony can do, and there's some promise there with Cole, and hopefully we get to see him back next month. Um, you know, it just depends on how, how that rib heals up, but I like RJ Hampton, Gary Harris. He's a very good defender. A couple years ago was a very good shooter. Don't know why he lost his shot. That could have been a combination of injuries and, and maybe just a loss of confidence, but he's had clutch moments for that franchise and he's making a decent, you know, a good chunk of money. And so he'll, he'll be in the final year of his contract next year as well. Uh, so I, I, I'm intrigued to see what Gary Harris can bring, uh, RJ Hampton, maybe he's going to be a, a backcourt starting partner with, uh, with, uh, Kate Cunningham and, and Markel Fultz, who knows we're going to see. Uh, but I think that's my favorite trade. Fournier is, is surprising because we don't know what, what those two second round picks are. And yeah, I know they're, they're getting, I guess, Jeff Teague back too. So I don't know how that works. If, if I'm, I'm assuming it's separate transactions with Boston, because when you do with a trade exception, you can't send a, a player back. So I'd be curious to see how, how that looks when it's finalized, but it could be very heavily protected second round picks. And we're even more mad than, than what we are right now. <laughs> Um, with the Fournier deal, but we basically gave a 19, 20 point per game score to Boston for free in my mind, because we know that this front office of, of, you know, of, well, of, uh, of Weldham don't, uh, don't value second round picks. It seems like every year we end up selling a pick to the Lakers for like 3 million, but um, you know, and obviously the big one out of the gate was Vooch and Wendell Carter Jr. is young. He's 21. He turns 22 years old in a couple of weeks. And he's, he was kind of one of those blue chip guys when he ended up at Duke and when he got drafted, injuries hurt him. He got named to the rising star team this, this year. So he, he's starting to kind of find his way, but I, I just, I don't think it's, it's enough for Vooch when you have those protections on those first round picks, when, you're not getting, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. might become something, but then can you play Mo Bamba and, when, and Wendell Carter Jr. together? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in the air there. So I don't know, Phil, if you want to bring in your opinion, if any of you guys want to bring your opinion, I'm kind of, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, so I don't want to do that too long. Let me, uh, since, I'm, since I'm usually pretty good bit about this on Twitter, uh, let, me, let me play some devil's advocate here. Um, do it. You know, I saw... I saw what was it? Uh, some some of the one of the national outlets just kind of said, you know, the Magic just gave away all their players for for nothing, and and I don't I don't think that's true. Um, you know, they definitely had a fire sale, and and when you have a fire sale, you're you're not getting equal value back. Um, and so like there's this narrative going around that the Magic raided these teams or raided this team that's just kind of restarting, and and I'm not going to dispute that they they kind of did. Um, but the devil's advocate in me. Um, would say, well, the Magic also took advantage of a couple teams that were desperate and got 
sort of took some risks. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say these are going to work out. I'm not saying, and I'm not here saying that these are good deals or that these are the right deals. Um, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit to, to justify things. And you can tell me if it makes sense or if it's a terrible argument or whatnot, I'm, I'm not going to be upset one way or the other. Um, what I think the magic did was they took advantage of teams that were a little bit desperate for things. Um, you know, the Chicago bulls haven't been in the playoffs in what five, six years, something like that. Um, they pushed all in here and yeah, you're, they're getting an all-star Nikola Vucevic. And if you're giving away an all-star, you're never winning the deal. The magic lost this deal um, unless Nikola Vucevic just completely flames out in that system. And just it, 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 he, something special about the water in Orlando made Nikola Vucevic very good. I, I'm, I'm not betting on that. He's, he's a very good player. Um, and so Orlando then got a, a rookie in window or a young player, a, a player on a rookie contract in Wendell Carter Jr. Who is, you know, who's shown flashes of what he can be is a really good defender. And I would argue, um, you know, if his defense is as good as, as they say, and, and I've talked to some, I've talked to uh, my, my colleague at Locked On Bulls about it earlier today um, about his defense. And he says, you know, yes, he struggles defending the post. He doesn't quite have the size, the strength and the size. He's a bit undersized as a five, but you can kind of use him as a, a switching defensive player. So, you know, I think what, what's going to be interesting to watch now is are the man, you know, we've watched Nikola Vucevic, who is a drop center. Um, he is not getting up on perimeter guys. Mendo Carter Jr. gives the team a little bit of versatility there. So you take, of, you know, you're, you're trying to reclaim a guy who hasn't worked out with the team that drafted him. And you're, you're kind of giving him, a, it's, it's, a, it's almost like a second draft guy. Um, we know he has a talent, um, and, and now it's just about finding a way to unlock that talent and 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 make the most of it. Um, you're getting two first round picks in that deal too. Um, the Denver deal is a little bit more straightforward, but you know the point I've been making throughout the course of the day is the big salary in these deals is not the salary that matters. Matters. No one cares. You know, Otto Porter. I think if he plays for the Magic, he'll probably start. He'll probably be the leading scorer for the rest of the season. That doesn't matter. Who cares? If the Magic bring him back, it'll be for one year and half of what he's being paid right now. It, if, he, if they're bringing him back, it's simply to keep some continuity and because they need a veteran, which they don't have right now, which is a big concern of mine, actually. Um, but what the Magic got in that deal was a chance at Wendell Carter Jr. into first-round draft picks. The Denver deal is very much the same thing, except, except you know, even like Gary Harris is a bit of a risk, but if he pans out, he's shown that he can score 17 points per game as – a lead scorer. He's shown that he can be a good shooter. He's had the injury issues. And so if it doesn't work out, it's one year, who cares? The real prize in that deal is RJ Hampton and the 2025 first round pick that they're getting from the Nuggets. Um, yes, that pick is way far out there, but who knows what the Nuggets are going to be? Are they going to still be title contenders four years from now? Probably. What if they're not? Um, you know, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Um, but RJ Hampton is a guy that can play one, two, or three, um, you know, in theory, uh, if he develops correctly. And so the magic, I think what they're doing here, they grabbed guys that do fit their kind of philosophy a little bit, um, you know, with their versatility and their, and their, you know, kind of lack of positional play. Um, and you know, they, but they're, they, but they're, they also bet on their player development, which again, you can say, well, hold on a second. The magic haven't developed very many guys. Mo Bamba's kind of floundered around a little bit. Um, you know, we, ha we haven't really seen what Jonathan Isaac can be because he's been hurt constantly. Uh, you know, maybe Nikola Vucevic is a proof of their strong player development. I don't know. Um, you know, that's kind of what the Magic are betting on here. And then kind of on the Evan Fournway deal, again, those two second round picks don't matter. They're their second round. I mean, second round picks are like throwing a, throwing a dart, dart against the board. I agree the Magic need to do better about um, making the most of those second round picks. They, they have done a very poor job maximizing the asset and, and at least trying something with it. 
that the real prize in that deal is the, uh, what, 15, 16, $17 million trade exception they created. Um, that could be a tool for them to add a player at some point, um, you know, cause now they have a little bit of draft capital, um, you know, give, give Jeff Weltman credit on this. He has not traded any way, any of his draft picks away. The magic own all of their picks. Um, and so that's, that's, there's the potential there to make something happen if the magic so choose or to be part of something else. If they so choose again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Uh, I don't know if I believe most of those arguments. Um, I, I, I think, I think, I think you could make that argument and say like, okay, that's, that makes sense, but it's a huge risk. It's a huge gamble giving up what you what you gave up. I mean, it's it's very realistic. You know, Wendell Carter Jr. has got what uh, two years left on his deal, um, or a year left on his deal before he becomes a restricted free agent. He becomes restricted free agent the same year as Mobamba. What are you doing with those two? Um, are you ready? Are you going to commit to those two beyond that? Um, you know, certainly the Magic have some time to figure that out. Um, but that's that's a huge gamble giving up a proven star player that, you know, at least makes you a little bit competitive. So, uh, you know, again, a lot of questions, a lot of questions about what the, what the magic did. Um, to me, really what this was about was clearing cap, making their books look cleaner, getting younger, I, AKA getting worse, um, and preparing to, you know, do a longer term rebuild. So, you know, well, there's some talented guys in there. If they hit on one or two of them, great. There's no star in there. Uh, I don't think, um, there's no, kind of runaway prospect. This is really about just kind of clearing the, clearing the slate a little bit. Well, so, so go ahead, Jonathan, I'll, I'll ask something here real quick, but, um, and, and it pertains to Wendell Carter Jr. And Mo Bamba, right? These guys now are going to be in a constant comparison race. Wendell Carter Jr. Was drafted and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, one pick after Mo Seventh. Bamba. Yeah. Yeah. So one pick after Mo Wendell Carter Jr people would look at the box scores and the stats and rightfully say Wendell Carter Jr. is the better player as it stands. But right. And, and I see Adam kind of, you know, contemplating that in his own mind. Well, I don't know if that's true. It just could have been Chicago giving him more, more run and, and then Mobamba has gotten, and that's a fair argument as well. But it is interesting that, that these two are kind of not pitted against each other, but they are right. Like, I, I don't think that you're going to play these two guys really at the same time a lot. Um, so I, I think it'll be very interesting to see who comes back if either of them come back in the couple of years when they're up for their qualifying offer because they were drafted in the same draft, one pick apart from each other. Jonathan, do you have uh, some thoughts about about those two guys and, and, and what it could mean and maybe who you think we see more of first? Well, I mean, the, the guy that, you know, outside of Aaron Gordon, you know, in the, you know, the last week or so, when it's become apparent that he had requested a trade, a lot of people expected Ken Birch to get moved at the deadline, you know, to make way for Mo Bamba. And this is the exact opposite. Not only did you keep Ken, but you brought in more competition for Mo. So this might be kind of Mo insurance if they believe that, you know, Wendell Carter might turn out to be something. But I think Mo Bamba's future in Orlando now is more uncertain than ever. You know, now you have multiple guys that he's going to be competing with now. Ken Birch is, is going to be leaving. And while, well, maybe not leaving, but he's expiring at the end of this year. And I have the same concern as Phil, where 24 hours ago, I was really hoping that Ken Birch would be moved. At some point, you've got to have some kind of veteran presence in the locker room. Right now, we're looking at Ken. We're looking at, 
Michael Carter Williams. We're looking at Otto Porter Jr. We're looking at Terrence Ross. And again, that was a a big reason why so many of us thought that the Magic were going to hold on to Vucevic uh, was to kind of bring the young guys along. Um, At some point, you've got to keep some veterans in the locker room to guide the young guys as they try to find their way in this new world in the NBA as they develop. We're going to have a lot of rookies, it seems like, over the next few years. So you're going to need somebody to bring them along. And, and, and kind of adding to that, I'm sorry if I'm stepping on any toes here. Um, I feel like the biggest thing now is, I, I know Jeff Weltman doesn't like the term culture. I know a lot of fans joke about the term culture, but um, there's a lot of institutional knowledge that's gone now. Um, you know, not just, not just from the fact of, of, you know, like having won a little bit and gone to the playoffs. It's just knowing how Steve Clifford operates and what Steve Clifford wants. Um, you know, there's, you know, when they start training camp next year, um, they might as well be starting as a completely brand new team. Um, you know, tomorrow at shoot around or whenever the new guys are cleared to join the team and, and start working, working with, with everyone, everything's going to be brand new um, for everyone. They're going to be starting from scratch. Um, and so I feel like, I feel like the biggest thing that's been lost is just, you know, as, as little as it is. And, and I, I, I grant, I, I agree. The magic didn't accomplish very much, but um, the institutional knowledge of how to operate, how this team is, how this team can be successful is completely gone. Um, you know, those young guys, they're going to be on the same level as everyone else because they're starting completely over, um, you know, uh, with uh, whether, I mean, I imagine Steve Clifford will still be the coach next year, but you know, there's a chance that he isn't. And, and everyone just starts over fresh. And not only that, you know, they had, they had a, a way to play. And a lot of that revolved around Vucevic who is now gone. So Clifford is going to be going into the lab for the rest of this year, probably. Um, and heading into next year is how are we going to run the offense now that it's not going to be through Nikola Vucevic. And we all know Vuce was not on the floor. The offense, especially this season, came to a complete halt. So it's going to be interesting to see that. The question that I have is, you know, now that, you know, we have that trade exception for Evan Fournier, we have Otto Porter Jr. who um, is making somewhere north of $25 million this year. Yeah, $28 million this year. So we're going to have a little bit of cap space potentially heading into the offseason. Are the Magic going to be looking to use that draft, uh, that, excuse me, that salary cap space to bring in, Somebody else, perhaps um, some people are thinking that the magic are going to use these, these picks, these assets, the cap space that we had to try to go and get the next guy, like the next Beal, or are they going to go the route of like Oklahoma city or Atlanta did a few years ago, where you have all this cap space and you're like, you have bad contracts, bring them to us, give us your future first round picks. And we will take those bad contracts off your hands. So Adam, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I mean, my initial thought is I wouldn't expect any major signings next season uh, or in the in the offseason, uh, you know, maybe some short one, t- you know, one year deals. Um, man, if, if they could somehow package this to get a guy like Beal, that'd be awesome. But I think they're in a weaker position to do that than they were 24 hours ago at the moment. I mean, people can disagree with me. I mean, you're right with Vooch gone. It's and you know, Phil just doing a good job playing devil's advocate, but you know, arguably your best veteran was Nick Vucevic as along with being your best player. And so, you know, this whole time for Nick's entire nine year, you know, nine year tenure with the team, he ended up being the best player on, on the magic, even though 
for most of that time, he probably didn't expect it, you know, to last that long. And so my thinking process going into these last few months of the season, going to the off season was the magic had an opportunity to do a quick, you know, three month tank. And you can either decide to go, you know, if you get an awesome draft pick, you can decide to draft a guy like Cade, or if it's still somewhere, you know, third, fourth, fifth, you know, or whatnot, you can package that. You could package a few guys, but you can maybe think about packaging Jonathan Isaac. I don't know what it would take to, to get Bradley Beal, but you, you had options to where you can get that second, that actual first number one alpha score like a Bradley Beal to put next to a very, very good all-star in Vucevic and go and win some games. But clearly that's not happening now. So for this offseason, I'm not expecting much. Um you know, hopefully whoever we sign, it ends up going a lot better than it did with say like an Alfaruk Aminu because, uh, you know, Chief's gone now. He's that he's, he's gone in the Vooch deal. So that tenure went somehow, I think even worse than Channing Fry's tenure with the magic did with, with that mid-level exception signing. So um, the other thing we got to keep in mind, and it was mentioned is does Steve Clifford stick around for the final year of his contract? Is he going to be up for, you know, is he going to want to even take an ex- extension if that's offered to him? And then you have the front office that's also got one year left on their deals. Is the DeVos family, is Alex Barnes, are they happy with what's happened today? You, you I'm don't, assuming you don't, you don't do today. You don't, you don't do today if, if, you, yeah. if that extension ain't in your pocket. Yeah. I agreed. I, we're we're going to find out, right? I mean, if not, they should be carried out into the streets tonight. If they didn't have, the, they did not have ownerships you know, uh, go ahead for that. Then I think they'd be gone already. I mean, why would, why would you, why would you make the next, the next guy's job easier? Yeah. I'm just saying it's, we'll see, we'll see when those, when the, when, and if those extensions get announced, it it might honestly like, and, and like, this is, this is, this is part of the problem. All of that might depend on whether a two pops up instead of a four. Like that's, that's, that's literally, I mean, like, Literally, the fate of the franchise rests on the right four numbers popping up uh, in 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 that back room in Secaucus or in, in on that on that pri- on that encrypted Zoom call that they're going to have in June, July, or whenever the draft lottery is going to be. That's 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 what all of this comes down to. If the Magic get a top four pick, life will be good. There'll be excitement. There'll be a clearer vision. There'll be a clearer direction of like. This is where we're going. If the Magic end up drafting sixth or seventh, or, or, or you know, if the Magic don't get the reward for this terrible season, everything looks a whole lot worse, including what happened today. Um, and and again, you know, you play the odds, sure. Um, but you know, this is this is my constant argument to the people who are so pro tanking. It's just like you can't bet on this stuff because if you crap out, then you're stuck. Um, and and. You know, like I see you all reacting when I say, well, what if the Magic end up seventh? What if they end up eighth? Mm-hmm. That's still possible. As bad as this season's been, it it's still possible they end up there. And, you know, I, the odds, you know, yeah, maybe the odds are better that they'll end up third or fourth or whatever. I've, I've run Tankathon a few times over the past couple of days. It's been a while since I've had the Magic outside the top four. Um, I did run a Tankathon today that had the Magic picking third and the Bulls picking fourth, which just seemed very cruel, but... Disaster. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call that a disaster, but and that like, goes, that- and that goes to the 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 what I think as just idiotic just pick protections because now at this point, 
not only if you're a Magic fan, you know, you're hoping that the Bulls don't make the playoffs, but at the same time, you're hoping they don't get in the top four. And there's a Goldilocks zone. You don't want them to be so good that they make the playoffs, but so bad that they that but they get I'm, lucky. But here's the thing, and, and people are really fighting with me on this, but the Bulls are only two and a half games out of the sixth or fifth seed. Like they're they're right there. Like they're very close to yeah. that pick being in the twenties. So you know, Phil, you you say you know you talk about. I, I mean, they won't be the in the, they won't be in the twenties if if they're that high, will they? Like I, like they're, they're, oh, there's enough East teams to cushion to cushion that. Well. No, well, let's think about it. Well, it depends how high. I, I really think that picks. Let me pull up Tankathon. I really do. <laughs> I, re, I really do think that that Bulls pick by the end of the season is going to end I mean, up in the 20s. I, I mean, I, I agree with I agree with you on that front. The Bulls getting Nikola Vucevic doesn't just make them a maybe they're a nice story playoff team. They're a playoff team. They're going to be in the playoffs. Um, whether that's the play-in tournament or the playoffs, they're going to be in. They're going to be in that postseason. The Bulls went, like I said, the Bulls went all in to make the playoffs, and and so that's that's where they are. I mean, you know, Chicago's they, Chicago's three games back of Charlotte for fourth. That's it. I mean, I've been you know, and Charlotte we, I, and Charlotte oh, and, and just so just so everyone knows, Charlotte in fourth would be would pick nineteenth right now. So essentially, picks fifteen through nineteen. Are all those bottom Eastern Conference teams fighting in the fighting for the play-in tournament and for like the fifth or fourth seed in the, in the East? But I mean, even so, that's why it does help that you got some of these picks today. Because if there is a nightmare ping pong ball situation where you end up picking like sixth in the draft, there is a chance that if you really want to move up a couple spots, you can do that. Now that's going to suck because you you're you're having to give up stuff just to move up a couple spots, but. I mean, right now, this is a five-man draft at, at this point. And, I mean, the Magic are honestly trying to beat, top, you know, getting that top three. I mean, I don't know, or top, I guess top four, because it's what? It's it's Cunningham, Mobley. You got a big, a big man. Uh, Mobley's, back in, Mobley's back in play. Some people think Mobley might go first now, you know? and then, They're crazy. They're wrong. <laughs> which, again, I'm just telling you, it's that, that that's out there. And then Green and Suggs, I guess. Those are, those are your four. And then Kaminga, I guess, is fifth. So... Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I, I, you know, Phil shared his tankathon, you know, roll the dice of what it was. I ran mine once today. All right. I, I ran it once and only once. And it was the most glamorous, best outcome the magic could ever hope for. It was magic pick number one bulls pick 10. So if we can get a, a first and a 10, I mean, I, I won't, you won't be able to reach me. Like I'm, I'm just going to be just running all over my apartment complex. You got to save those, man. You can't, you can't be wasting them today. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's kind of sad that it's come that it's kind of, and, and you never want players getting hurt and you never want that thought in your head. But like, you know, there's like a portion of magic fans that are like, all right, Zach Levine, I need you to get hurt for like a month. Oh, like, no right. question. Like, no I, question. Like, I, I don't I, want you to tear anything. Just like pick up I, like some plantar fasciitis or something. Like, I, have, I don't know. Like, I have some, I have buddies that are Knicks fans who they have the Mavs pick this year and they're, they're always talking about, Hey, Luca, if you want to tweak an ankle, you let us know. Cause that, that pick will improve. <laughs> but uh, yes, there are people out there that are like that. Um, and it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a, a sprint to the finish here. For, for both franchises, I'm or, excited or, to see or, in the, or in the Magic's case, a, a slow a slow trudge. 
right yeah, yeah. It's hey, gonna be I, I bet you i bet you the magic find a way to win in in la against the lakers sunday because they don't have lebron or ad they're gonna find a watch, way watch watch that. watch watch the magic pull a pull a post gilbert arenas trade where they don't practice for a week or for for the for two weeks and they just burn off nine straight randomly <laughs> hey i mean portland's portland is in a barn burner tonight against miami you know they're coming to town tomorrow i mean the magic that's the one thing that i'm curious about with are they actually done getting rid of a few guys? Because, I mean, obviously Terrence Ross, he's got another year on his contract. He's not going anywhere. I was surprised he wasn't dealt away to a contender. I, I'm really surprised. I was surprised about that too. Um, once, once, got, Vucevic, once Vucevic went down, I was like, Ross is gone. Like, no reason to keep him. And I, I'm pretty sure Terrence was basically begging to get traded with some of his GIF, uh, yes. his GIF uh, posts or whatever. The, uh, the, but, An- the Anakin Skywalker yeah, one was a little, was a little I thought he was much. getting traded when he posted the Anakin one. I honestly got, I thought he did that thinking it was going to be, a trade was in the books. But but you have guys on their final year. You got Ennis, you got Birch. I think Michael Carter-Williams has another year, but he does. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised that neither Ennis, who... I think he right now he's currently a better player than PJ Tucker on both ends of the court. But I mean, I'm surprised he didn't get dealt. Kim, I guess nobody wanted to throw a second round pick the Magic's way. That's why he's still on the team. But I guess it should see a situation where because the Magic are struggling to have just eight guys available for tomorrow after that the, this Portland game tomorrow, maybe you see a buyout for for like an Ennis or a, a Kim, or maybe you know this is a situation where, you know, the agents are like, Hey man, I, I need my guys to get minutes just so that they get a chance at a decent contract elsewhere next season. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's, that's why I was like surprised. Cause there were some people who were like, you know, auto Porter is going to get bought out. And I'm just like, um, if I were auto Porter's agent, I'd be saying, Hey, go play with, go play for Orlando. They're going to start you. You're going to get every shot you want. Go put up some big numbers. Uh, you know, there's, He's, I, I honestly, like, this is my, I don't know if this is a bold prediction or not. Otto Porter is going to lead the Magic in scoring the rest of the season. If he's healthy and he plays, he's going to lead the, he's going to lead the team in scoring the rest of the season. I'm secretly hoping it's Chumo Kiki, assuming that <laughs> Steve starts him tomorrow. Well, my, but... my top shot is certainly hoping that it's Chumo <laughs> Kiki, but, uh, but we'll see. But um, fellas, let's, I... let's start to, to wrap up here. We're, we're just over an hour. I appreciate both of you joining us. Just, just try to give us your, your last take on just, what the last seven years with these guys has, has, has meant to you and, and kind of what you're going to miss from each of these three guys. Phil, you go first. Yeah, um, you know, I, I started covering the team. Um, you know, I've obviously followed the team my entire life, but I started, like, covering the team as a member of the media um, and during the Dwight Mayer year. So really, the, my, my first, like, real experience being day-to-day with an NBA team uh, was – uh, was with the rebuild group and with Nikola Vucevic. So I've I've been around, you know, Vuce, Evan, AG. I've been around those guys for forever, and they've always. I mean, I've you know, you can you can just you can say whatever you want about them as players, and they're certainly flawed players, and they've been asked to do a lot that they probably shouldn't have been asked to do for for a franchise. Um, and and this franchise has put them through through a lot. Um, but. Uh, I, I, I always love, I always respected how, you know, professional they were with the media, um, just how good of people they were and how well um, they represented, uh, you know, the franchise and, and the community, um, you know, whether, you know, whether it's fair or not, you know, these sports teams come to represent the city and come to represent our place here in Orlando. And, um, you know, I always thought that, you know, Vooch, Evan, AG always represented um, this city, uh, they always represented the city as best they could. Um, and they always left everything on the floor. I, I, you, you never, 
you know, really question their effort. You can question their ability maybe, um, especially at the highest levels, but you never question their effort. And, you know, my, you know, nothing, nothing made me happier than watching them make the playoffs finally and getting to celebrate that and seeing what this city is like for a playoff run. And nothing honestly makes me sadder that they, that they didn't get to win a playoff game. And, and I could just feel the hurt from them that they were unable to do that. And it, and honestly, I think it hurt them last year that they didn't get the chance to be on the Amway center floor for games three and four against Milwaukee with a chance to win again in front of the fans. And, and um, you know, I, I think that these guys will forever be appreciated, should be forever appreciated by this fan base and, and by this, this community. And, and hopefully they'll, they'll hang around when they're, when they're done playing. Absolutely. What about you, Adam? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I was lucky to be in, in, in those locker rooms a lot between 2012 and 2017. So I, I saw all of them and, and got to talk with all of them. But I mean, it's a, ma- it, it's a, it's a matter of just kind of what if with all of them, because each of these guys have a lot of ability, but they're always given responsibilities that were probably above their skill level. You know, Vooch should be a number two guy, not a number one. Uh, you know, Aaron should, should, you know, ended up having the ball more in his hands that and he probably should have. Uh, you know, Fournier was always trying to do too much, but they're all very skilled guys. And you're going to see them do very well on these different teams that they're at. And it, it's just sad that it didn't work out here, you know, to, to echo what Phil said. These guys wanted to win a, a series for, for you know, the, the community, for the team, for the franchise, for themselves. They wanted to win a, a playoff series in Magic jerseys. And it's just a shame it, you know, it, it we didn't get there, but. I wish them all good luck and I wish our franchise good luck. Uh, Yeah. I mean, with, with those three guys, man, um, you know, I, in high school as a senior, I was able to um, kind of get a a pass to go hang out, you know, and, and do things with the media at at Amway. Um, And, you know, John Denton kind of took me under his wing as some of you guys know. And, um, I got to, you know, go in and ask questions to guys like Jacques Vaughn and, um, and those guys, but, but most of all, it was kind of the, you know, being a kid in high school as a senior, getting to be around guys like, like Evan and AG and Vooch and just NBA players in general was incredible and something that I'll never forget, but, but it was always how they talked to the media. I'll never forget going into the OKC locker room and how they just weren't that kind in terms of, you know, that's just kind of what they had built culturally. They didn't really care for the media. And then it was just polar opposites, man, going back over to those guys into that magic locker room and, and getting to talk with them and get to joke around with them. And they're, they're very much willing to do so. Um, You know, and even in, I think it was 2016 um, it was, uh, I believe I was 18 or 19 at the time. Uh, had Evan Fournier on Snapchat and and I had never Snapchatted Evan Fournier personally or anything um, and just kind of jokingly sent him something about, um, hey, uh, about to play with you in 2K, going to try to drop 40 with you. And he and I, and I updated him. I was like, hey, annoyingly, I updated him because he hadn't replied. And I finished the game. And I was like, hey, I dropped 17 with you in the game. Sorry. And he replied with a snap that said, come on, dog. And it was him rolling his eyes. Um, since then, I've seen people use that as their as their profile picture on Twitter. Um, and, and so Evan really, that was kind of the, the first glance I got into Evan in terms of him being personable and, and loving the fans. We saw that tonight with Evan joining, um, the Periscope on Twitter and telling us, thanks for the support. Um, really appreciate it. 
Um, and then guys like AG and Vooch, man, just what else can you say about those guys, especially Vooch, just stand-up guy. AG gave us things that we'll never forget in those dunk contests, which he should have won both of them. I think we can all agree, um, especially the last one. Um, should have won those. And so these guys all gave, and Vooch being an all-star twice, I mean, these guys all gave us something to cling to. Evan gave us game winners as well. So um, just they each contributed something. No matter where your patience level was with those three guys, by the time of today, I know that if you were a Magic fan and you are not a casual Magic fan, you were a little bit hurt by all three trades that happened today. And I think it'd be hard to deny that. So those three guys mean a, a lot to the franchise and a lot to the fans and a lot to me. So uh, Jonathan kind of leave it with you to wrap us up here. Yeah. For me, it was just, um, you know, like Phil following the team, like all of us really following the team my whole life, but you know, as an adult being actually able to go to the games living so far away, I wasn't able to do that as a kid, but um, you know, really that 2013 season, Victor Oladipo's rookie season, that was the first time that I was, uh, actually able to regularly go to games. So I just really gravitated towards this group, Vooch, and then, you know, the the trade for Evan and, and drafting AG. And just, you know, the last seven years, you know, have been so rough at times. Uh, right there with Phil, you know, clinching that win in Boston. I remember Steve Clifford speaking after the game and, uh, you know, being asked to uh, to describe the locker room and him using the words unbridled joy. And that was exactly how I felt, like, for seven years, I lived, breathed, you know, cheered, screamed, cursed, lived and died with this team. And the biggest part of that team for the last seven and, and nine years is now gone. And, and that really hurts because we gave up on those guys. That's basically what it came down to. They weren't good enough to get us there. We gave up on those guys. But like you guys, I'll be following them for the rest of their careers. I'll be rooting for them. Can't wait to be back in the Amway next season. Uh, the Bulls don't return to Orlando this season, but next year when the Bulls come to town, definitely have to be there. Um, I'm going to try to go to the, the Celtics game in a few weeks here uh, when, when Evan comes back and we don't play the, the Nuggets again this year. But um, today was rough, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay uh, confident with the front office and, and trust that they're going to make the, the correct moves going forward because at the end of the day, it's nice to have Vooch. It's nice to have Aaron and Evan, but we want a championship. We want the Larry O'Brien. That's what it's all about. And that's why the front office made the moves they did today, because we can all agree. Those guys weren't going to get us there. Unfortunately, they're humans. Some of the, the, the best, you know, guys that you possibly could ask to have on your team and to represent your team. Um, today sucks for them. Today sucks for us, but I, I wish those guys the best uh, moving forward. So well, we're going to wrap up here. Phil, Adam, can't thank you guys enough for, for taking the time and joining us. Always a pleasure, guys. Yep, thanks, guys. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this emergency broadcast episode of The Magic. We knew that we had to uh, you know, put this together really quickly and address everything that happened today. But for Adam, Phil, Luke, this has been Jonathan. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!